there is an incredible difference between hopeless and hopeful. Having hope, being hopeful, will get you through the hardest moments of your life. But how do you have hope in the hardest moments of your life? You can't will yourself to have hope when you feel despair. So how do you get it when everything looks hopeless? Today, we'll talk about some tangible actions to take to build your hope and create a firm foundation for your healing. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Hong Kong, our spotlight country this week. also want to give a shout out to California, the state still on top with the most downloads. I share these as tangible reminders of the need for Christian grief support and the fact that you are not alone. There are people all over the world walking out the hardest season of their lives. Next, I want to thank you for taking the steps you need to take, for joining the Facebook group, for listening to the podcast, and for emailing me. You amazing women are going through the hardest time of your life, and many of you are dealing with multiple losses that come one after the other. I hope you continue to feel comfortable emailing because your stories are so powerful, and it's an honor for me to be a part of your healing journey. Your stories also help me to cover the issues in the podcast that you're dealing with. I feel the pain in your words, and I remember the confusion, darkness, and frustration of grief. I remember the struggle with faith and questioning God, and even now, if I really thought about what Monica went through, it'll bring me to tears. I feel it, but it's now a part of me and no longer overwhelms me. And I want you to know you will get there too. During my grief, I had my four core peeps that told me, even after seeing my ugly cry, my million questions, my pitifulness, and extreme exhaustion, that I was normal, that I would make it, and that life would be great again. To be honest, more times than not, I felt like they were just blowing smoke, <laughs> that they didn't know how bad it really was, or they were just plain lying to me. I look back now, and I see that their certainty, it was truth, and they were sharing a godly hope that I couldn't get a hold of at that time. That's how it is with you. 
I'm truly moved by what you share, but I'm also saddened and I hate that you must walk through this. I'm also certain with a godly confidence and my experience that even though you are struggling to breathe at times, you are normal, that your life won't always be this hard, and at some point it will be good. No, it will be great again. As a little FYI, the more your identity was found in your loved one, the more lost, the more pain you're going to feel right now. Again, normal. The pain of grief is going to make you feel less than or broken. You are not. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you are here for a purpose. This is a season, a crushing season maybe, but do not make it your new identity. What you feel now is confusing, but don't turn it into who you see yourself as. Your thoughts right now are extremely important. They will feed hope or they will squash it. Your thoughts now lay the foundation for your future. This is why you have to focus your thoughts on God to have hope even in the greatest of pain. During my grief, Trish and I went to lunch one day, and I think we were talking about our ministry boards that she and I put outside our individual offices, both within the hospital. She had started one on her end of the hospital, so I thought it'd be great to have one on my end. See, my office was right outside the trauma unit, so you can imagine how I witnessed the hardest moment of people's lives and the guttural screams when family members were told that their loved one didn't make it. Because I knew what loss was, I put up a small white board on the outside and wrote a verse or a quote on it every morning. After getting a lot of knocks on the door to thank me for sharing the right verse at the right time, I started buying magnets with verses, and I told people to take one if they needed it. Every day that ended, the board was white again because all of the magnets were gone. Anyway, Trish and I were talking about the boards, and she looked at me and she said, in five years, you're going to have a ministry and be married to a good man. Now, this was probably nine months or somewhere around nine months to a year into my grief. So I just looked at her, rolled my eyes, <laughs> shrugged it off so that she wouldn't know how desperately I needed to hear that. But within seconds, I started thinking, this is about thoughts now, I started thinking, that's nuts. My opportunity for ministry died with Monica. My passion for health, it was gone. And I was still too tired to do much of anything. How in the world did she think that I, at my lowest point in life, could do anything in life but survive? But it's not about what Trish said to me, and it's not about what I say to you that will make the biggest difference. It's what God says. So when you're praying this week, ask him to use you, yes, even now, to use you as you are able. Helping others helps take us out of our own problems, even for a little while. It doesn't have to be big or glamorous or overwhelming. It can be something as small as a ministry board that makes a difference in someone's day. Life will never be the same again. 
but it can be great. If you are in the beginning weeks and months of future, much less a happy future, it's not even in your view right now. So in the pain, the constant never-ending Groundhog Day kind of pain that never seems to end, where do you turn to find hope? Well, here's where you don't turn. <laughs> the current news. Our news today, it's the opposite of hope. Steer clear in general, but especially in grief. Turn to those who you respect, those who have lived life and can share some wisdom about you that is more objective than your emotions. Ernie would tell me that I was more than a conqueror, that God wasn't going to allow Monica's death to be for nothing. She told me I was smart and capable when I felt small and insignificant. Turn to your friends, your peeps. Time spent with an empathetic friend can help. The visit doesn't have to be about your loss unless you want it to be. Now, I wanted all my time with my friends to be about me processing my loss, but that would have been selfish, and the distraction of getting out of my life's problems was always a nice break. Listen to those who have been through it. Listen to these people. Listen when I tell you that this is not your forever. You have a choice in your next step. Choose the wise way, not the easy way. The easy way is to allow yourself to fill your head to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse the negative. The wise way is to fix your thoughts on the true anchor of your hope, God and his word. But how do you not let go of hope in the worst of pain? I call this the pit, the nasty pit, a.k.a. pity party pit. <laughs> I don't say that as a judgment. But I know for me and many others that the darkest moments come when we're sad and tired and we allow all those negative thoughts to grow into negative emotions. Everything starts with a thought. Then you pile on everything from the past that has gone wrong and the fear of the future you never wanted and voila, the pit. When you're in the pit, get up. Change your scenery. If you're in the bed, move to the couch. If you're on the couch, go for a walk. Picture, seriously picture in your mind a big old red stop sign. Literally picture this. Now, when you see it, head in the opposite direction. Do a U-E, you know, the U-turn. Turn it around. Start rehearsing the blessings in your life. Rehearse how God has moved in the past. Does this take the pain of grief away? No. But right now, the goal is to get out or stay out of the pit so you can properly process everything else in life. And let me be your encouraging cheerleader who will continue to tell you the truth. The truth is that you will make it. The truth is that life won't be the same, but it can be great again. I'm not blowing smoke, and I do understand the depth of darkness you may be walking. I just have godly confidence that you can be unshakable, assured, and deeply at peace. 
That's John 16 again. I didn't always believe what my peeps told me, but I did hang on to it for hope. I hung on to their confidence when I had none. Did it take my pain away? No. But it made a huge impact, or I wouldn't remember it all these years later. And to bring the story full circle, Trish knew what was possible for my life when I didn't. It wasn't five years. <laughs> you know I'm slow with everything. But within 10 years, I had begun working on a ministry and business and had married Jeff. I hope you will continue to email me now and in five years from now so you can tell me how life has changed for you. So when you need a dose of hope and your tank is empty, go to friends, those you respect, like people at your church, those who have been through it, and or most importantly, go to God. The song for this week is called Surrounded, a.k.a. This is How I Fight My Battles by Upper Room. Some of the words say it may look like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by God. And your weapons, they are praise and thanksgiving. So sing that song this week. There's a lot of different versions of it, so pick one that you like. I put the first one that came up, up. <laughs> They're all good. Your journey works for the week. That's one of them. Sing that song. Another one, number two, reach out to someone you trust, someone who is grounded in the word, and just ask them out for coffee. There doesn't have to be an agenda there. Just go out, have coffee with a friend, live a normal pre-grief kind of moment. The third one is if you want to build your hope, you know what to do. Pray and read and rise, my friend. If you need more individualized help, I have some spots available for grief coaching. Don't worry, it doesn't matter where you are in the grief process. Now, this coaching is for you if you don't know what to do next. Some of you want a single session just to map out your next best step instead of doing ongoing coaching. And that is working really well because there's no pressure to continue. Either way, if you want a single session or ongoing coaching, you will be in a safe place of understanding where I can help you navigate your grief. Go to grief to great day, grief the number two great day.com to set up your session today. If you want to be among others who understand the pain of grief and the desire to move forward with God at the center, then join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women Facebook community. If you don't have a church home, you can always visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to both the Facebook group and Open Door Church are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. Watch your thoughts. Don't forget the stop sign when you start going down that rabbit hole or the pit. That's the same thing, you know, the rabbit hole in the pit. And keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch and keep taking those steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. And before you go, <laughs> a quick update on the workshop I've been telling you about. It is called What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One. I'm excited about it because if you are in the first days, weeks, or months after your loved one died, this workshop 
will provide the direction you need now without having to do a million internet searches. This is like your compass to help guide your steps towards healing. In the beginning, or even after a while, if you feel stuck, you don't know which side is up. So this includes four actions you need to take right now to cope with grief and the loss of a loved one. When you hear the next podcast, it will be ready for purchase. And there is a money-back guarantee because I am that certain this is going to help you now and throughout your journey. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.